His question is, why so much hatred Hiranyakashipu had for Pallava? And that's where this chapter is going to end. And we'll see how amazing Narasimha Leela will be discussed further. So he's, he's, he asked two questions. Why so much hatred a father has for son, Hiranyakashipu has for Pallava? And then what made Prahlad such a great devotee of Lord Vishnu or Lord Vishnu? And that will open the whole story of Prahlad Narasimha and that amazing past life. It's amazing how it's, it's very it's it's, a, it's, a, it's an art to ask relevant questions because every relevant question becomes the reason for deliverance of many. Sometimes when we when we give a class and we say anyone has any question towards the end, maybe one or two people will ask or maybe no one will ask. But after the class, people come and they ask some questions. So. Which is nice, they want to, to, to clear their doubts. So sometimes the question is so good that you have, you have to tell them, you know, if you would have asked in the class, it could have helped us as a speaker, of course, because it's helping us now also. But it could have helped many who would hear this answer because it is a very relevant inquiry. This inquiry is pretty much a question which everyone will have, it's just not coming to the forefront. So similarly are these questions which are opening the doors for perfection to all those who are going to hear it. So here currently right where we are right now in this verse where Shishupal uh, and Dantalokara stories get uh, almost on a conclusion. It's interesting if you see the relationships mentioned here. Narmal is telling Yudhishthir or you Pandava. Shishupal is also your cousin. So Krishna, the relationship Krishna had with Pandavas is exactly the relationship he had with Shishupal also. But see the difference, one is a devotee, one was an outright enemy, just wanted to kill, wanted to just blast him. To what degree that the first word this person Shishupal spoke, not mommy, papa, was abusing Krishna. These are the first words coming out of this, this person's mouth to speak ill about Krishna. So, his, he, Shishupal is son of King Dhamagosh and Shutashuba. Now, this, this woman Shutashuba is sister of Vasudev and Kunti. That means Shishupal's mother and Yudhishthir's mother, Yudhishthir's mother are sisters. Because because that's how Krishna, who is whose father is their, their brother Vasudev, who is brother of Shishupal's mother and whose who's brother of Pandava's mother has the same relationship. So this is their brother-sister story going on, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's their relationship. Very similar, very exactly same relationship Krishna had with both of them. There are Jeev Goswami gives two specific reasons because that's going to lead to uh, astonishment shown by Yudhishthir Maharaj in the next verse, verse number 34. So Jeeva Swami gives two specific reasons why Jaya Vijay fell uh, from the spiritual world. Anyone knows these two specific reasons? Because a Vaikuntha resident who is eternally liberated 
can't come have, and have a material body. Right? And this is the astonishment. If you see the verse number 34, there's a, if, you, if you carefully read the verse, it's amazing. The word used in the verse is the Sanskrit, if you see, if you can check your phones also, it will be nice. The word used is Shraddhaya. Anyone knows the meaning of word Shraddha? Faith. 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 means no faith. But Prabhupada is translating Shraddhaya as incredible. Not no faith. Why? Because Yudhishthira Maharaj has faith. Yudhishthira Maharaj, while asking this question to his spiritual master, that, that how is it possible? Is that anyone from the spiritual world can fall and come to the material world and have a material body. So, the word used in the, in the word Sanskrit is Ashraddhaya. He has this doubt. But this is more of an astonishment and, and the feeling of, of how is it really possible? But it's, it's not from the point of view of a neophyte having a doubt on the activities of the Supreme Lord and his devotee where this, this, this faithlessness comes in Yudhishthira Maharaj. So, so the two reasons, now you can tell what are the two reasons Jai Vijay came down. Yes. Lord wanted some extraordinarily powerful opponent to fight and that can only be the residents of the Vaikuntha planet. Other reason? Someone else, anyone wants to guess? Any second reason, other reason they should go and speak? Yes? I think also Jai Vijay had a desire to see the Lord fight? No. Sriva Swami gives these two reasons. One is, of course, they are extraordinarily powerful demons. They will become as the residents of the spiritual world and Lord will fulfill his desire. But there is a second reason also he gives. So there is a story where Mother Lakshmi wanted to see the Lord. And Jayavijay as doorkeepers uh, stopped her from entering the abode of the Lord because the Lord, the Lord was resting. And Mother Lakshmi got so upset with Jayavijay that how can you stop me from entering Vaikuntha? And she had that, that feeling of, of within her heart. So, one of the one of the uh, one of the speakers of explains basically that Lord wanted to to please Mother Lakshmi by by arranging or orchestrating someone else to curse their visit <laughs> uh, to come to to the material world basically to to get basically because Mother Lakshmi had that feeling still within her heart that uh, that how can they stop me so she didn't curse. She didn't say anything, but to please her, Lord did that. So one, one of the sannyasi while explaining this point, he was saying that Lord didn't want to appear as a handpicked husband. So he himself did curse, but he arranged that someone else will curse. <laughs> someone else will curse. Jain, uh, Jain, they, they, they come down. So these are the two reasons mentioned. And of course, we see how amazing the, the leader will, will happen. Where where their consciousness was hardly affected in terms of the remembrance of the Lord. 
the intense remembrance jain vijay had as demons also is is narabuni in the previous verse out of humility is in practically glorifying that remembrance someone asked me the other day they just came to the temple they just saw the words written so i i didn't see the words written so the devotee asked me oh, how is it possible that a, that a devotee is inferior to someone who is enmity towards the lord in vaadhi verse number 26 27 was there where where uh, narabuni is, is glorifying that 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 absorption in enmity he had towards the lord is superior to devotional service uh, verses like that <laughs> so that devotee just just came to the temple read this verse maybe called me later to oh, how is it possible <laughs> how is it possible how how is it possible but probably the proper way specifically mentions this is the humility of narabuni where he is not not saying that enmity is superior to devotional service but the absorption for the lord is very superior and so this this is this is the greatness of of these demons also who are of course the residents of vaikuntha planet so yudhishthir maharaj is showing uh, a doubt which is not of faithlessness but is this doubt is of astonishment which is in verse number 34 um, that how is it possible how is that actually possible Vishnu Chandra Bhagavan in his translation actually uses the word incredible. Where uh, in the when he is tra- translating Ashadhya, not as faithlessness because that's Yudhishthir Maharaj's qualification. But the qualification of Yudhishthir Maharaj is such that even though he had genuine inquiry, his inquiry was not resolved by his own mental speculation. he had the right person to ask this question to which was narmuni his spiritual master and that brings all success in spiritual life everyone has to inquire in their life but the perfection depends on whom you are asking and in what mood so if the right question is asked in the right attitude to basically apply it the solution uh, all success is guaranteed and that's where that's exactly the attitude which is our contradictory this is what is showing in this verse and and further the next verse also uh, we will further uh, we will continue with this doubt uh, talking about how actually how actually does it work because this question we have all come across for us also here we are talking about the residents of the spiritual world but for us also this question has been asked a lot in islam and 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 this is this can be a spiritual question for many people that how we being the residents in the spiritual world once can fall to the material world this is isn't this question is asked so many times how can we come to the material world how can soul fall down to the material world and then you know probably gives few variety of answers but one specific answer that probably gives is you know focus on why you came focus on now how you can go back instead of instead of worrying why you came because that's not very intelligent in different different occasions sri prabhupada has given many other answers also that when you go back you ask krishna only why you came back to this material world so the point was very specifically clear that that uh, don't let this inquiry become a stumbling block in one's practice of spiritual life that how can we a spirit soul fall in to the material creation 
Because in the purport to next verse, verse number 34, Sri Prabhupada quotes two shlokas where, where he confirms that once attained the spiritual world, no one falls back again. Anyone who has once gone to the spiritual world, no more return from the spiritual world. And then Sri Prabhupada in that same verse quotes another, that's in the same purport quotes another verse, very famous shloka of Bhagavad Gita 4.9. Janma Karma Chame Divyam Ema Vyuvayati Tatrata Tektva Deham Punar Janma Nayati Mahmeti Swarjana. One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not, upon leaving the body, takes his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode, O Arjuna. So, if, if we see this verse, it, it actually appears that just by knowing Krishna's birth and his activities, there is no more birth again. And that can raise further questions that that how just by knowing Krishna's appearance and his activities, you just don't take birth again. So in that purport, Srila Prabhupada writes, yes, it is that simple. Srila <laughs> Prabhupada writes that, okay, someone who is a karmi, karmi following karma yoga, gyana yoga, ashtanga yoga, it is very difficult to get liberated. It's a very troublesome path to get liberated. But for a devotee, because they just simply understand Krishna's birth and his activities, they are liberated. And then he quotes reference to that. Uh, no, he, he quotes from Svitashvitara uh, Upanishad. Tam eva vidvati mrityumeti nane pantavidyate yanaya. One can attain the perfect stage of liberation from birth and death simply by knowing the Lord, the Supreme Personality of God. There is no other way to achieve this perfection. Just by simply knowing the Supreme Lord. So I was thinking about it that how just by knowing, automatically one attains perfection just by knowing something because if you honestly do with all sincerity with all uh, uh, from with the right attitude from the right source if you have, if you actually know about the supreme lord his activities his 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 appearance the purpose of his appearance then naturally there will be an inclination to develop a relationship with him Naturally, there will be a desire to come closer to him. Naturally, there will be a desire to, to develop devotion for him. And that we see materially also when we find out something about a great celebrity, a great personality, and, and when we know about their activities and we hear they are in a town or they are in a neighborhood, we, we want to go and see them. We want to go and somehow get connected to them. If given a chance, of course we all know it's very difficult. But if given a chance, people just go crazy. Uh, people just people will people will go to any extent just to go and shake hands because they have heard the greatness of that person. What makes them so crazy to just go and take a selfie because they have heard and seen the greatness of that person, which is from a material point of view. If you, if you see, means if you compare that with the greatness of the Supreme Lord, who is the creator of practically the whole cosmos, material and spiritual world together, in which their tiny ants, which are popular tiny ants, <laughs> very tiny minded personalities who are very popular in this material world. People go to any extent, they spend any amount of money, if given a chance to, to, to spend a day with a celebrity or just to take a selfie. Now if someone 
honestly understands the greatness of the Supreme Lord, His appearance, His activities. In truth, uh, in truth, to what extent the devotee will go to develop relationship with the Lord? It will, it will be very automatic response. It will be very automatic uh, desire which all living entities will have. And, and then naturally this perfection is, is, is given. Now to hear these statements may appear uh, uh, too fantastic to, to believe in. In the same purport, Srila says, He who accepts this truth on the strength of the authority of the Vedas and of the Supreme Personality of Godhead does not waste time in philosophical speculation but attains the highest perfection stage of liberation. Simply by accepting this truth on faith, one can, without a doubt, attain liberation. Simply by accepting this on faith, the activities and the appearance of the Supreme Lord is completely transcendental. By there are so many, so many different forms of the Supreme Lord are there for so many different reasons. The Supreme Lord appears. In different different forms to attract all living entities, is just by knowing these forms and the personality of the Godhead. Prabhupada says simply just by knowing what attains liberation, because there will be an automatic response once we know about the Supreme Lord. Hmm? So, knowing the greatness of the Supreme Lord, Yudhishthira Maharaj is showing his astonishment. That, that someone who is a resident of Vaikuntha planet, for them to fall down and have a material body is unheard of. This is first time in his life he is experiencing and that's why he is very astonished. He has this doubt. First time he is even hearing a thing like that, that a resident of the spiritual world can come down. We hear this question quite often. And especially in new devotees, this doubt is very common that, that even Krishna left his body when he was killed by the hunter in the forest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, yesterday one devotee asked me, Darshan he is in the US now, he sent me a video. So, this guy is telling that when Krishna was shot by the arrow in the feet, so then Krishna's body was cremated by the family members he was born. His heart, because that guy, that person is saying, his heart did not burn because he is Vishnu. So his heart through the channel of the river went to Jagannath Puri and that heart is in the form of Jagannath now. In the, in the body of Jagannath, that heart is in the place. When Navukalevara happens, the new form of Jagannath is cloud, that heart is placed in that form of Jalana. So he, is, he said, Prabhu, oh, what is your opinion on this? Because <laughs> this, this sounded, this, this created a lot of contradiction from what he had heard. So I told him, yeah, yeah, if you take both the stories separately, they both are, are like in the Chronicles of Jagannath and Jagannath Puri, this is, this is said that yes, every time when the new form of Jagannath is carved, the heart is moved from one body, from previous form of the Jagannath to the new form because I think every 12 or 14 years that previous form of Jagannath is replaced in the new form. So the Pujari blindfolded goes 
and searches for suitable tree from which jalana is carved and this previous form is, is kept under the ground and the heart is taken from previous form put in the new form. I say, yeah, I have also heard that in Jalana Puri that is there. And yes, Krishna also left his body uh, uh, to even, even, even further confuse the, the atheist. But then the connection between the two and because he is Vishnu, body burned, but heart did not burn, this sounded very, very odd to both of us. <laughs> that, that because he is Vishnu, his heart did burn, and but his body burned. Why? Because there are many examples of pure devotees of the Supreme Lord who went back to the spiritual world with the self-same body. When the devotee of the Lord goes back home back to God with the self-same body which is so spiritualized, then the Lord itself has a material body which is cremated and then the soul of the Lord goes back to the spiritual world. Now this is, this is, this concept itself appears too contradictory. We hear the story of Mirabai. In her self same body she entered the deity of Krishna. We hear the story of Santukaram in front of his whole village. He sat on the Vaikuntha plane and went back to God. Even if we take Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a devotee, not the Supreme Lord, which he is, he also entered in the self same body in the in the in the deity of Pratagopina in Jagannathpur. But whom they are devotee of he has a material body, he leaves his body and then the soul goes back to the Vaikuntha. This is very difficult for the devotees to adjust to. Why? Because, because uh, there is nothing, no difference between the, the soul of the Lord and the body of the Lord. Uh, there is no difference. He, he, he is spiritual. But to confuse the atheist, Lord can do, Lord can do anything. So uh, because of all this understanding, you wish Maharaj being a pure Vaishnava. Having all this understanding, this question is coming very strongly. That how is it possible? And that's why it is, this question is glorified that it's a very relevant question. It's a very genuine question. How is it possible for a Vaikuntha resident to fall down? So further and further verses, uh, this is what will, will, will come. And then the whole amazing pastime of Narsimha and Prahlad's Leela will be important. These are a few of the points we start. We will discuss in these two verses. Hare Krishna. Is there any question or comment? Yes, Madhu. They were very qualified to enter the Vaikuntha planet, they have really stopped them. 
But the reason why why the Supreme Lord arranged this to happen was these two reasons he goes on the One was Lord had a desire to 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 have a battle, to to to, to experience his 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 fighting skills, to experience his fighting skills. And no one can compete with the Lord. It has to be resident of Vaikuntha planet. So now the residents of Vaikuntha planet with extraordinary powerful as an extraordinarily powerful demon, they appear and they give challenge to the Lord. So that's that's basically the key reason. So externally, if you see, yes, it is, it is an offense, but it was not such a big offense that it caused someone to, to leave a lot planet. So that's why that's why these two reasons are given that yes, Lord planned it through the four Kumaras. And that, that's why the second reason which he gives is, is that Lord didn't want it to curse or punish them directly for, for for disturbing Lakshmi Devi, but he still wanted to please Lakshmi, who was actually disturbed because they had disturbed her also uh, from entering the Vaikuntha when he was sleeping. So he did. In Supreme, it's really the Supreme Lord. You know. There, there's most of the activities if you see of the Supreme Lord, if you carefully analyze, at least three to four reasons are there for any action he does, and much more than that. Uh, hardly any activity we see which has a single reason. Of the Lord, He can do it. And we do something mostly we have just one reason because of our limitations. But the Lord can do an activity for many, many reasons and He can resolve many unsolved equations together. That's the power of the Supreme Lord. And when we go to the spiritual world, we like get what Krishna arranged for us to go to the material world like in the internet and fight with Him. Oh. <laughs> The question is, if we go to the spiritual world, will Lord Krishna arrange for us also to come to the material world and fight with Him? He is independent Lord. If He desires so, yes, He will do it. But uh, most likely it will not happen. <laughs> but He is independent Lord, it can happen. Uh, if you as a perfected spiritual being express your desire, He may fulfill your desire. If you want to have a battle with Krishna. Uh, in some or other way, He will arrange it. But, uh, yeah, it's easy to he can do what he wants. Is there anything else? Fighting with Krishna. No, she wants to have a battle with Krishna, that's what. And, you know, he wants to have in the spiritual world as well, as in the material world. So you've already got it. The more you jump to Krishna, Act on Krishna's behalf, the more you're in the spiritual world, all the while still being in the material world. Yes. Mm. But it's hard to have a fight with Krishna in this particular body. <laughs> we try to fight with him with our atheistic mentalities. People do try to make a good fight with Krishna. I, I will prove you that. <laughs> but it doesn't work very, very well. Anything else? Probably. That, that just undermines the special relationship that Krishna has, that Lord Vishnu has with Jamaica Pixar. Yeah. And um, they're, they're pretty much eternally liberated souls. Yes. Right? Yes. Whereas we are. 
and we can't ever hope to take on the the Papa warns us that we can't we shouldn't see ourselves as ever being able to become like the eternally liberated Nietzsche Siddha personalities. We can follow them in the footsteps, but we can never become them. So we can never become like John and Vijay because we we have a different we have a different status.
Either one is moving towards Krishna or the other one's activities, one is going away from Krishna. So, and that's how the swing is seesaw. Either you, either, of course, the swing can remain in one position, but, but either you are, if you are spiritually advancing, your material desires will, you must experience that I am getting free from this fire of material desires. So, and that experience practically all devotees, they do get there, how much they are advancing. And that's why one should not be disappointed when one cannot, when one sees, oh, the, the destination is so far, the destination is so far, that will I be able to reach it? One should, one should just look back and see how far I have already come. So if Krishna has, has been kind, devotees have been kind, merciful enough to bring it so far, that further many journey will also be completed. But if someone is too pumped up, too much, one uh, one feels that I am really progressing nicely, then one should see, look forward that it is very far. Uh, that that uh, then it humbles on them. That okay, means even though I think I am very spiritually advanced, but there's a lot to be to be gained. So I think this this is good to good to have that proper analysis, the understanding. The other day in Ashram, we were just discussing, Gopandish was mentioning. It's good to just reflect, sit down, reflect on one's own life. How how much we have actually progressed, what, where we are at in our spiritual life, in our spiritual practices, in our sadhana, in our seva, in our, in our general reading, day-to-day activities. Because once we analyze, this is exactly where, where we know in our journey where we are at. No one from outside can tell us much. There is only limited information outside people can give. If they really see some some drastic mistake one is doing, but mostly it's it's, it's a game which is within, which has to be resolved. And for that, uh, uh, self reflection is, is is very helpful. Is it? Yes. Yes. Oh, just like uh, I think uh, uh, you know daily walks of life. Uh, when we are uh, approached by a lot of stimulus or stimuli and uh, during our spiritual progress path our responses to these stimuli are quite aggressive initially and when we progress further like in terms of all those uh, vices which we have like calm, growth, love, more and God so in, in all these vicious circles our responses as we progress in the spiritual life will diminish and they will bring you down to the ground level, to the level of humilities. So that is one another way of checking up on your own self internal. Oh, this is an opportunity for me to get angry. How much anger did I build on this stimulus? And that will tell you immediately as to have you progressed or not. Yes, that's a good point. Oh, um, I'm not sure if I heard you correctly, but um, uh, the, the notion that our spiritual life goes up and our material life goes down, and vice versa, is perhaps not an accurate mm-hmm. description of what happens in life. Because we, we see that 
a devotee may be making spiritual advance, but also being materially prosperous. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so they're not directly related, actually. You know, the, your material life progresses and therefore your spiritual life regresses. They can both be um, progressive at the same time. And, and we see that in the example of devotees like Ambarish Maharaj, who's extraordinarily wealthy and influential from the apparently material perspective, but actually is a great devotee because he understands that, and, and this is a, a, a pivotal, a key point of Rupa Goswami's philosophy and how Prabhupada presents Rupa Goswami. And that Rupa Goswami's renunciation. And renunciation is where one's spiritual advancement gives the perception, or not perception, gives the vision of everything belonging to Krishna and even myself. And so, whatever wealth I have, whatever influence I have, um, ultimately. I'm the custodian of what is Krishna's property. Right? And so the spiritual advancement of the devotee is to see whatever they have, you know, you, you may have nothing, okay, that's Krishna's management, but I may be very wealthy, but I use that in Krishna's service. And so, um, you know, uh, having wealth is not an obstacle to making spiritual advancement. Uh, or sometimes people think, oh no, you become a Hare Krishna, you've got to give everything up. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, whereas spiritual advancement gives the devotee the opportunity to see everything with detachment, understanding that I'm the proprietor, I'm the, I'm the custodian of the proprietor's property, which is Krishna's, and he's over there using the Krishna's service. So, um, um, you know, and, 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 and uh, we see also an extension of that in the nectar of instruction where um, we, the first verse says that one has to, um, we're going to be pushed by different urges. Right? Uh, etc. Uh, so, what's the remedy? And the remedy is not to give it up because you can't, actually. You know, we're always going to be pushed by who we are, and that's, that's, the, nature of, that's the nature of being for the, for the soul, right? to, be, to be pushed. Right? So what's the remedy? And Prabhupada says, based on Rupa Goswami's instructions, is that we use those urges, but we engage them in Krishna's service. So we have a desire, the desire is to please Krishna ultimately. So Prabhupada talks about dovetailing our desires with Krishna's. So, um, 
this is a subtle point of our philosophy, is that we don't actually give up anything. In fact, Popeye says, you can't. Mm. You can't. A, 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 a living entity is always a possessor. There's got to be a possessor of something. Right? And, uh, which is interesting. Otherwise, if you, if you don't have anything, you're nothing. Mm -hmm. Which we're not. We, we, <laughs> and, but he makes a point that we're, we give up uh, in spiritual life. You know, we give up the lower taste for the higher taste. You know? And that higher taste is working under Krishna's direction, working under the direction of the spiritual master, and gradually purifying those urges, right? urge to speak, the mind's demands, the belly, the tongue, and the genitals. We engage all of those urges in activities that are connected with service to Krishna. In that way, we make spiritual progress. Um, so even, you know, we used to go on Harinam, and there'd be people that would attack and um, I used to get upset because the devotees would fight with them. <laughs> and then, but then I realised that actually fighting with the demons is what Krishna does. <laughs> right? And so it's the proper utility of the anger. And, and so it's not a bad thing. And of course, it's not. That doesn't mean we go out looking for performance. But, but you know, the the, the 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 subtle point is that we as individuals are going to have desires, right? And you can't get rid of them. Krishna says, uh, "What is it? What will repression accomplish? You'll still be forced to act." So. Uh, Rupa Goswami's philosophy and Prabhupada's encouragement is, based on that, is don't try to give up who you are and the urges because you can't, but you sublimate, you purify them by in, engaging them in Krishna's service. Yeah. Which is quite a, you know, that's a quite a subtle point. And so, for a devotee, Sometimes making material advancement is also conducive for them making spiritual advancement. It's not antithetical to making spiritual progress, which is kind of the common. The common idea is make spiritual advancement and then give up everything, right? or be forced to give up things. Whereas for devotee, um, it's um, whatever I have, I'll use it. Which is a superfluous, and, and of course, you know, we certainly see in the lives of the ladies like Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami and Raghunath does huge amount of renunciation because of their deep absorption in spiritual, you know, in their city, effectively. But at the same time, when people came to Rupa Goswami and offered him wealth or uh, uh, wealth, mainly, especially with the example of the, the soul poetry. Mm -hmm. You know that story? He, 
he wanted assistance, and Rupert goes, well, I don't get any assistance. So then he said, oh, you know, I want to give you wealth, effectively. So what did Rupert goes, well, do with that? What did he do? He made a big temple for, for um, Mother Maya. Right? So when given wealth, a devotee will use it in Krishna's service. He won't just give it, ah, no, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yet we know that Rupa Goswami, what Prabhupada says, Rupa Goswami slept not more than two hours a night. Right? And lived very, very simply. So for himself, he's quite nice. But you know, when he was given opulence, he used to be Krishna. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't know whether you were suggesting that. No, I was speaking more of the seesaw man. That was more, more of more of internal desire point of view, not the action, not, not the material spiritual life point of view, because as you mentioned, that's our Siddhanta, Yukta Virali is our philosophy. You know? So I was speaking more from the point of view of of uh, more internal desires. Yeah, Desire point of view than the material of spiritual life. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, well, it's a fact. Yeah. If your spiritual desires go up, your material enjoyment will go down. Yes. Yes. That's from that angle. Yes. And of course, yeah. Yeah. as you pointed out. Susukam karta madhyayam. And then you can use wealth and influence and, and be comfortable with it and not be disturbed by it. Yeah, to the first question. 